When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. All right, the whole gang is here. Good morning, everybody. Joel, let's get your charts up here and walk us through the overnight session, please. Are we up again? No, no, we're down. You had no shot at that closing print in anything, well, at least in the spoos and the spider. We're down 34 handles, uh, 43.68. Uh, Given some of the back yesterday's gains, let's see if we can have an inside day here. First close over 4,400 since mid-February. First three-day winning streak since late January. So I don't know why the market's going up, but it is. Uh, crude down 93 cents at 102.05. Gold in the red by 380 or 410 at 1939.10. Silver down 19 cents at 25.42. Bitcoin, that's down 475 at 40,410. And Ethereum futures are going the same way. They're down 2650 at 2807. Uh, Triple D, don't get mad at me, but I'm going to give some investment advice. Uh I know we don't give investment advice, but I want everyone to get your pen out and I'm going to give you some very good investment advice. Wait, 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 stop. All right. Yeah, especially. I have my pen as well. I'm ready. Don't take sports investment advice from Spencer. <laughs> okay. This is okay. I'm the multiple shot. bracket guy, right? <laughs> multiple bracket guy, right? You know, just like, of course, I take Michigan, and I got a story about Michigan after this. I take Michigan. I just take, I just like random. I do the autofill, you know, I just do it. So, talking with Spencer yesterday, and he says he likes Kentucky. The number two seed, Kentucky. So I'm like, hey, you know, Spencer knows something about sports. So I take Kentucky, a two seed against a 15 seed from New Jersey on St. Patrick's Day called St. Peter's. Who do you think won, Dennis? (laughs) You cannot bet. (laughs) You can't bet against St. Peter's on St. Patrick's Day. You shouldn't know that. You can do that. Yeah. 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 Big upset. Big upset. And then, uh, so that's that's one negative pool story. I'll give you one good one, okay? Because I always take Michigan, right, every year, every year, every year, every year. And it paid off once, and that was 1989, all right? That was the same year I got married, the same year Michigan won the Rose Bowl, and the Pistons won the NBA championships. And I was on the floor at the Merck, and this was a Merck-Sebo combined basketball pool. Oh, gosh. So there was a lot of people in it, and uh, I took Michigan, right? That's the year they fired their coach, and uh, 
And so it came down to the final game, Michigan-Seton Hall. And the way it turned out, no one had Seton Hall, and I had Michigan. So if Michigan won, I, I won. I cashed no matter what, right? But the caveat was that if Seton Hall won and the final score was over 161, I would have lost. I would have gotten second place. All right. But you still would have gotten paid. I still would have gotten paid. Yeah. Still, right. still gotten paid. Yeah. All right. All right. The game goes to overtime. Yeah. All right. So, and I had, I, you know, it, I had, I had to keep it under, like, I believe it was 161. Michigan was up 80 to 79. And John Morton from Seton Hall launched up a three pointer that he missed. So I ended up winning the pool, and then it was, you know, between... It was a the, good ending. Yeah, it was a good ending. I thought he was going to say he hit the shot, I, and that was that. No, no, he missed a shot. I couldn't believe it. And then, um, and then you know, this is right around tax season, right? And I got, I'm like, I am rich. I got the Merc, the CME. Next day, I get a tax bill that was just about the same amount of money that I won on the pool. Yeah, so there you go. So there was a scratch. Your money went to the taxes. But anyways, Michigan, we're in uh, the final 32, so I'm right. happy about that. All right. Markets. To the market. Um, the last thing I said to Joel yesterday, Dennis, was uh, the two-day rally is now a three-day rally. It's a time to reassess my short-term bearish point of view. What are you? What's your take on on yesterday and 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 it's oh it, the resilience of the market is very impressive. I mean, there's a lot of things to worry about. So, I mean, you're getting a pullback here. If you're too much cash, which I probably am, you probably should be looking to buy dips just to be careful. Like I'm obviously sitting and I've raised the cash portion. I'm kind of comfortable though. He, here's one thing, and just one piece of you know how you should approach the markets. And one thing to consider is that. The way I've approached the market for 22 years is I'm risk adverse and you can make a lot of money and beat the market by just not being in the market in bad times. Um, You know, just getting out in time, but obviously you got to get back in in time too, but just being, not being in the market in the really, you know, risky times. I just see so much risk here that I might be wrong and maybe I miss it and maybe, you know, it doesn't get uglier and the Ukraine situation, you know, get a ceasefire and we go back to all-time highs. But there'll always be another train and I'll get another chance to get that market redeployed. In the event that it escalates and, you know, we eventually, you know, it starts to get uglier and, you know, the, the interest rate hike gets uglier as well, inflation gets uglier, the markets could really, you know, get hurt here. So I just see so much risk here that even if I miss it, and you know maybe I'm justifying for not getting buying three days ago, but even if I miss it, I feel like the risk reward isn't there to buy stocks right now. That's all. So trading, you got to be trading what you see. You're if you're a trader, you're absolutely buying dips right now. But if you're an investor, I don't know, man. I don't know if this is the time yet because you know I think you're gonna get maybe never maybe you'll be like right. You won't you won't get a retest. It's gonna be like March of 2020. And we're just going to go straight up V bottom from here. That can happen. It is a possibility. And you can see the, the way to do that is ceasefire and inflation starts to come down. And the Fed, you know, doesn't even, you know, maybe it's to stays the course, but the market takes it in stride. But there's a lot that's of things to lot worry of, about. And the market of, is climbing yeah. a wall of worry here. And I'm a risk assessor. And when I see excessive risk out there, 
I back off a little bit. And that's what I've done in my invest portfolio. I've just raised up some cash because I'm concerned that, you know, this could escalate. It's different. I mean, you, you you try and time this market and, you know, there's times where, you know, I've attempted it and, you know, in a big allocation. And what I ended up doing was buying back higher, you know, like, you know, doing it, catching part of the move, saying, wow, I'm a genius. And then saying, oh, you know, I shouldn't have done that. And, uh, you know, so it's just for me, it's just the level of cash that I have. And I always have too much cash. And now I, I have too. too, too, too much cash. But it's okay. You know, it's all right. I, you know, whatever, inflation or whatever. So it's just a question of, you know, when it also, you're, you're a lot younger than me, Dennis. And uh, I shouldn't and have the cash that I do. You shouldn't. And Spencer, no, should. Should, Spencer should be on margin. <laughs> don't say handle. that. We don't recommend being on <laughs> I, uh, Wait, on, on, I'm taking my notes. As an investor, we don't well, use margin. As traders, well, I use margin every day. Uh, As yeah. an investor, I do not invest on margin. <laughs> what is margin? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll Google that later. Um, I'm not on margin. I have a little bit of cash, always, just a buffer. But um, it, um, I have an It's actually, a tricky market right now. Tough. It, it's a very tough market to call. And again, if somebody says they got the crystal ball and they got it all figured out, they're a they're liar nothing. or they're they're or they're foolish and they just don't know because nobody has this figured out except maybe Putin. There's, <laughs> oh, there's literally oh, that's nobody. Such a, such a well, I mean, he, and he can just print money for himself, like because he knows what his headline this headline's going to do. So I mean, but whatever, you can't do worry about that. So the bull scenario, we're going to set out the two scenarios. The bull scenario is we get a ceasefire. The inflation starts to come in a little bit. And the Fed can stay the course and the market takes it in stride. The bearish scenario is that the Ukraine situation continues to escalate. And the market, China you know, in. inflation China, doesn't China, get in check. China and the biggest thing, Joel, I was going to get to it, The biggest thing, the biggest bearish scenario would be China sides with Russia officially well, side with russia isn't that already it, happened no it has not been official but if they came uh, and side with russia can you imagine the fallout from that like if they really start supporting russia's war in ukraine like fully supporting it with military with stuff like you're setting up for world war three but even from a stock market perspective you know the financial you know repercussions you know of imagine us trying to sanction china what would happen? You know, the delisting of the Chinese stocks would be one easy one right away. I mean, you know, you just think about that. So that's the biggest bearish scenario, I think, is actually if China decides that they will officially side with Russia. And that's your bear scenario. So there's two scenarios out there. and We don't know how this is going to go. Nobody knows which way this is going to go. All I can tell you is there's going to be a lot of chop and a lot of headlines through it. So I still don't think you're in a market that you need to chase in. Like, let's just look at the history of 2022 here. Every time we rallied or sold off two 200 S&P points, what has happened? We've reversed every single time. Look at this. Look much. at this chart, though. I did this a couple days ago. It looks, Yeah, it looks bullish right it now. Looks it pretty. does. It looks like a breakout. It looks like you should be buying a dip. And we're getting a little dip here this morning. We're down 30 handles. So we're getting a little dip here this morning. So if you're if you're underweight stocks right now and you're a trader, you probably should be buying this dip. But we don't know. Putin's even talking this morning. We don't know what he's going to say. There's a lot of headline risk here. So do you, you've got to be positioned where you're comfortable. But if you've been really uncomfortable, like you've been like, oh, I'm just getting losing so much money here. Why am I fully invested? 
now's your opportunity. You've had your opportunity here to lighten up. If you've been underinvested, you're maybe using some dip opportunities to maybe get back in. So that's what you've got to look at. There's going to be opportunities. There always is more opportunities. That's the biggest problem with people with FOMO is they think this was my chance. I've missed it. And now I'm screwed. There's always another chance. There's always another trade. There's always another setup. So even if you miss it, it's okay to miss it. But it's you know not okay to hold on to those losers and obviously let them erode your portfolio. So you made that's, a great you know, comment. You made a great comment the other day when we were talking about uh, we were talking about Amazon, and uh, you know you, you 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 got out. You know, you you look at the risk, you look at the ward, you look where you you owned yeah. it, yeah. and you and said, I'm wrong. "What? What?" I'm, and I'm wrong by 122 points now. I sold it just under three thousand. I was right for two days, but I'm wrong right now. Okay. And my regret the Amazon shares. And you got some heat on it, and you know from people on Twitter. But you know what you oh, told me? Oh, they give me heat when I'm wrong. Everybody gives me heat. Yeah, yeah. But you know what they, you told they me? They love it when I'm wrong. Yeah. You said, "I'll buy something else." You know, I'll, I'll look, yeah. you know, I'll redeploy my asset. Like 125 points on your position in Amazon is what percentage of your, I mean, you'll buy something else. You'll look to buy Amazon was maybe else. 2% of my overall portfolio. Yeah. So it so, goes up and it goes up one point or no, it's up 125 points. So it's up about 5% from here. So we're talking like, you know, 2%. I don't know, even know the math yeah. on that, but it's, it's minimal, you know, my overall portfolio, but you're going to get another shot. I know I always get another chance. Even I, I did this wrong and Spencer called it out. You know, I called the COVID sell-off perfectly. I did not get back in those stocks perfectly. Not at all. I was late to get back in, but I wanted to make sure the coast was clear. I didn't know in March of 2020 if the coast was clear. You kind of could feel it in April, which is why I started nibbling, but I really deployed most of my cash that I had accumulated in June of 2020. Yeah, me too. Missing the bottom significantly. So if we go back to the charts, let's look at that, you know, and, and I missed the bottom significantly. Can we go back to, you know, just to what do you want out monthly? how much I missed? I didn't get the bottom at all. But you, you know what? I got the assets redeployed. And 2020, from an investment standpoint, not even a trading standpoint, my investment portfolio was one of its best years it's probably had. So I still did well, even though I didn't get it back in there. So I was in there in that second. I didn't get the bottom. You know, everybody on Twitter got the bottom. But, <laughs> but you know, I definitely didn't. I redeployed in June. So I was two months after. Right but here. you know what? Right the coast was felt clearer then. We were getting past it. It felt safer. And then we had the ridiculous bull run, which was awesome. We were all in. Remember all the stocks we were in? SPCE was going up. And we had Workhorse. And we had... Everything it was just a party and everything was just moving higher and moving higher. And, you know, and that worked for the next eight months and it was really good, you know, but it hasn't been the same story here since. So I don't want to be, I, I don't know right now if we're in February of 2020 or if we're in June of 2020. So if I don't know, I play it more conservatively. I, I think this situation here is, to me, is different. Uh, you know, this is, and, and I mentioned this before, you know, a disease, you know, whatever you want to think about how we came out of it, or it really wasn't a disease or whatever, you know, this, this is, there's just, these are super big unknowns now. Like this war, is, like I, 
I don't even like to look at my like my phone and my news because it's, I'm just oh, it's sickening. Yeah, I, I I just it's it's beyond disgusting and beyond. I, and you know, once again, you know, you know, I wanna I wanna say, you know, wow, that low that we had at forty one hundred, that's gonna be the new twenty two hundred. We're gonna two three years from now, we're gonna be at eighty four hundred. And I say, why do we worry about a war with Russia? Why do we worry about a little bit of inflation? But I don't know. This, this, I think this one's good to take. A, it doesn't look like he's uh, Putin's getting up anytime soon. And um, he's not you know. going to give up. He's not the kind of person that's just going to be like, oh. But can there be a ceasefire? There can be. I hope there's going to be a ceasefire. I hope there. Here's what I hope. I actually hope we get the ceasefire. And I hope the markets explode, and I hope we make new all-time highs. Because you know what? I've still got a lot of stocks. I'm mm-hmm. still making money. You know, I'd rather that than the markets get into a nuclear war and everything goes down forever. I mean, you know, we all hope, you know, for those people over there in Ukraine that we get the ceasefire. We want to see that. But, you know, from an investment standpoint, I'm not confident of that that's going to happen this week. Maybe it is. But I'm not confident in the in the inflation picture. I'm not confident that what the fed is doing here they're going to be able to ease this economy into it and we're not going to go into a recession and if you're not confident if you're not confident in your thesis you got to play small so it so it all depends on where you're at i'm sitting with half stock still basically half cash it's where i can sleep at night if i was 100 percent invested right now i wouldn't be able to sleep at night because i i wouldn't know and nobody knows anything but you know i, I wouldn't be able to you know be comfortable knowing that there's this many unknowns. Yep. All right, let's move on here to some earnings, and then we um, uh, will bring on um, Anne-Marie Band after that. So let's start with FedEx here. They reported overnight. Uh, it was kind of the big report I was waiting for. Their EPS came in a little bit below the estimates, uh, $4.59 versus a $4.64 estimate. Sales 23.6 versus 23.44 billion on the estimate there. So their sales beat EPS missed by a smidgen. Uh, guidance that they gave was in line for the fiscal year EPS. They specifically cited uh, increased cost due to uh, well, increased labor costs it w- was cited uh, as as something that weighed on their uh, on on their bottom line, and uh, yeah, what's the stock doing? Easy chart for me. Uh, if you felt you missed the move from two hundred to two thirty, you're getting a pullback here. I try, you know, I'd look at like the two fifteen to sixteen area. Try it for a longer cover is short, fills this little gap. I wouldn't wait for the low of the move under 200, maybe no. cut it out under this low of 210. That's if you're bullish the stock and if you want to play it from the long side or cover is short. If you if if you're short it and you just want it to get pounded, then you just want to see it take, you know, get down to 212 today, 211.93 and keep on going. That's my take. If you're under invested, FedEx would be a stock to buy here on this good, pullback. Good if you're under invested. I I don't know if I'm that comfortable yet, but I will say this is a stock I had in my portfolio for a long time. I bought it at $95. I sold it, I think, $255. I was ticked off when it went to $320. Back down <laughs> below where I sold it. I probably should just get my stock back and get a little bit more. But again, I'm kind of comfortable at 50% cash right now because I'm not sure of the overall picture. But if you're uncomfortable with your cash position, I'd buy some FedEx today. 
that's a good take. What about U.S. Steel? Kind of the same idea. Uh, I mean, steel steel is too far. Steel has obviously been hot. Um, uh, EPS uh, good, and they weren't again not even on my calendar last night. So unexpected. I did not. Yeah. I did not know they were due to report. It wasn't always kind it of wasn't due. Creates interesting scenarios. EPS uh, came in uh, very light. Interesting. Big EPS miss. Three dollars and. They always do that. No, they don't. Three dollars sixty-four cents versus a four dollar seventy-one. There must be some weird adjustment there. They always have weird adjustments. Uh, yeah, revenue was uh, was in well, revenue beat by two percent. So that that's a much more comparable figure. I don't know how comparable that EPS number is. Uh, as far as guidance, uh, they guided uh, Q1 EPS in the mid to high two dollar range versus a three dollar and seventy-seven estimate. Uh, again, light on that EPS, unless there's some weird adjustment there that I'm not seeing. So, anyway, steel's been hot. It, it's run too far. I mean, this is not a dip. Like, if we were $17. This thing's doubled in six weeks. It's run too far. I own Nucor. I still own Nucor. I, I did some more conservative play. I'd say X, you've just missed it. At this point in time, CLF and X, I mean, I'm ticked off on the CLF because I talked about buying that one under 20 and now it's 27. Um, I've missed it, you know, and you can say it's a dip in an uptrend. This is what I want to buy. And, and, and but again, remember, the beta is going to move. Steel and the commodities are all moving together now. So, you know, we got some news. U.S. Steel's down here today. But overall, oil has actually turned. And we didn't even talk about oil here today. But oil was way up this morning. It is just actually USO has just went red. So we're seeing a little bit of mentality to... Um, sell so that some people are lightening up their commodity exposure with the sell-off over the last five days so i think you know and, and again it all depends on the situation in ukraine but this now is correlated remember i'm always about relationships steel is correlated with oil right now all the commodities are moving together just understand that i'm just going to give it from a longer term perspective and i'm going to throw out that 17 low uh but look at how long you're in a trading range uh this is going back to april of 21 20 to 30 20 to 30 20 boom 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 and then consolidated you broke out if i wanted to own this thing i own some other steel stock i can't remember what it is um you own too many i'd wait for it to come back to 30 because I don't look at it every day because <laughs> I would sell it every day. Uh, I, I mean, still why not? I know what you own. How many stocks do you own? Long term. I always say lot. I got like 60 or something. I used to have like 100, but I got like maybe 60 right now. Stocks. I'd wait for this to come back to 30. That's what so it, didn't answer that, the question. How many stocks do you think you own? Less than that. I'd say um, probably 40. Okay. So you're in the ballpark there. Yeah. We're yep. well diverse enough. Yep. Spencer, how many stocks do you own? Individual? Yeah. In the, like what? In the long-term account? Yeah, in your long-term account. Well, in like the retirement account? Zero. Sure. No. Oh, so you're all cash. No, no, no. No, he's all ETFs. I'm all ETFs. Um, okay, well, I'll go ETFs. How many different ETFs? So you're well diversified even because you're in ETFs, but. Yeah. I've got, got, so you're uh, basically in your long-term account, you go ETFs. Yep. That's not yep. a bad strategy. I like that. All right. Uh, if you're not trying to be an American timer, you're just trying to slowly buy. Which one do you pick on the most? Which ETF? Uh, I don't pick on anything. I just consistently dollar cost average into uh, what? Well, in the 
in, in the Roth IRA, actually, I have, I have these two mutual funds, uh, and it's a large cap fund and a small cap fund. Super boring stuff. Uh, the four hundred one k four hundred one k is the same idea, but it, in the taxable account, it, that's still sixty percent VU V O O V E U, which is which are just you know yes, um, basically the spot and the VEU. The, the international version. Um, that's 60% of that account. And then the rest of the account is what I play around with. Um, I like that. Dollar cost averaging, smart move, long-term horizon. Yeah. Not trying to time. That's what you youngsters got to do. It's probably what I should do really in the long-term account. Stick with trading. Take the money you make trading. Stick it in the investment account. Yeah. And just um, buy, you know, spy. Dollar cost yeah. average. Buy a little bit so, of spy. So I, I do you get the way to do it? So the, in the in like the taxable fidelity account, it's six, it's about sixty five percent VU, VEU, and cash combined, and then the other th- the remainder uh, thirty five is divided up pretty evenly among a dozen a, a dozen different things. Right, I got some pot stocks. I got my Arc W. I got my Esports. That's ETF. where you have your fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got about what's the other one you said VOO and then what's the other one VEU which is just the internet it's international broad international fund it's it's XUS so it's it's every international market without the US in it um and so it's pretty boring but I like boring and that's why I ha- that's why I do like the that's why I do the pod stocks and the arc w and the 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 fun that's stuff where you get your excitement that's where I get my excitement yeah Airbnb is there right that's where I, Disney that's where I get my excitement uh, so you got some stocks um, over there and what's you are those trades or those that just kind of feel out like <laughs> you know a, what they are the trades depends. when they're, they're trades when they're going up and they're long term investments when they're going down <laughs> it depends how I'm feeling honestly it depends how I'm feeling <laughs> <laughs> wow look at this uh, do we have any Airbnb traders here because I just I was what looking at some of these charts I mean. Yeah. This looks a little juicy here. I mean, look at all these. This uh, this call one fifty nine. You got almost got there yesterday. You're back again today. See, the thing about these stocks is, man, I think they would just be ripping. You know, the reopening trade if oh, yeah. you'd have a war going on. I yeah, mean, if I, we'd have you know, a war, we'd be ripping on the reopening these trade. Stu- yeah, I mean, and I that. think I think people want to. I mean, I'm traveling. You know, I'm getting out. I think people people want to spend and. Man, I think that's the only thing hold, holding these things it back. Is. Yep. You're, you're exactly A little right. bit of COVID, you know. I mean, come on, you know. We're not Whatever. even. I was the one that was worried about I had the yeah, no. hat on right off the hop, you know. And now I'm like, I'm not worrying about it either. Somebody was, you know, uh, my sister-in-law, you know, she had a close encounter with a COVID case. And then we're supposed to go and, and see them. And I'm like, well, my Laura's like, should we see her? Because she gets that exposure. And like, you know what? At this point in time, we're getting exposure from all over the place. And we don't know you where it, it is. Yeah. So. It's everywhere. If you could literally see just, you know, the COVID cloud, you'd be disgusted because it's everywhere. So don't kid yourself. The whole reason that most people aren't sick right now is that a lot of people have had it. You know, how many people? We all know. Like Spencer is real. Mitch, you know, on this, even on this show, Jason Rasnick. Surprisingly, you haven't had a joke because you've been going out quite a bit. But I, I, I don't think just I had it, although recently. I was very sick in November and I didn't. And I, I tested negative. I just had one test. But I was very sick back in November, and I thought maybe I had it, but I don't know. I'm, well, I think, I'm I think the, a lot I'm, of us have had it. I'm the I'm the goofy guy that uh, wears the mask at the grocery store still. Oh, I, oh we have to still in Canada. Ontario yeah. hasn't lifted that yet. Yeah, no but choice. if you look at it, if you look at like COVID, World War, you know, like COVID, World War. World War sounds it, a lot more scary right now. Yeah, yeah. 
Yep. But uh, we hope that doesn't happen. Twenty nine minutes in, we covered. Let's talk. What's this a let, stock let, show? Let, let's go to the big mover that the big gainer is uh, um, Stone Stoneco S T N E, which uh, I didn't again. I I didn't know. I don't know if they're on my calendar or not. But uh, yeah, they were. They were okay. Uh, it's up thirty percent this morning. Uh, off their report last night. Uh, EPS beat looks like. Oh, they gave some weird numbers. I don't know. I don't know how to read. That's not even a the stock's down from thirty dollars back in November to nine. So you tell the person nine. You know, not thirty. Holy crap! This is ninety five dollars back in November or back of, of no, sorry, of February. So a year ago it was ninety five. This is a ninety percenter that's went down ninety percent. So it's a nice relief pop. It's probably overdone and oversold. Could have popped to fifteen eventually. Probably is it going back to ninety? I'll say maybe never. <laughs> the never play uh for me i i you know if you own it congratulations uh for me i just <laughs> it depends what you bought i'd say if you own it in all likelihood you're probably down money unless you bought it in the last yeah <laughs> i just i, I like to terrible see, long-term investment i like to see these kind of uh these kind of uh setups for uh you know for short-term uh kind of trade four highs three three highs right there at 13 bucks right you gave a shot at it in the pre-market, came up just shy. So to me, I'd be like, if th- you know, thirteen—that's your number. You know, if you're, you know, twenty-eight percent gainer, big gap up, you're looking to take some profits. I'd be like, I'd be, you know, see what happens at thirteen. When you look at these kind of things, and it, they don't—they're not able to hold the gains and take out the pre-market high. They roll over. So thirteen, uh, good number in STNE. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, you know, you bought this thing at ten, and it's at twelve and a quarter. You know, doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, and then uh, the 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 other report rounding out the earnings from overnight is uh, is GameStop. Similar theme as the last four quarters. Their earnings calls they don't take questions. They're very light on details. I the opposite you, of AMC. I can give you basically. I can give you the numbers. <laughs> this is interesting. This is not very, Adam Aaron. Very unusual. Um, I, I so I, I we have very little details here, but their earnings per share for the quarter they reported a loss of a dollar ninety four cents per share, uh, which was wildly different than the both the estimates and what they reported in the same quarter last year. Same quarter last year, they made they made a buck nineteen. Estimates were also in that area, and they reported it for for the last quarter a loss of a dollar eighty six cents. So again, either some weird adjustment or there's some funky things going on there. But we don't really have any insights because I mean we, we can look at the actual balance sheet and, and figure it out for ourselves, or the company can tell us, but they're not saying anything because they're very light on details. So um, that's the story on GameStop there. I mean, they they they're still doing the NFT thing, and there's they're light on details on that. So who really knows at this point? I don't like giving GameStop even any time screen time to yeah. be honest. I, it can go anywhere. It's been disconnected from reality for years. I've never seen a stock disconnect for that long. It's trying to come back in. It's been trying to come back in for a while. You know, fair value on this thing is probably ten bucks. It's eighty-seven. I don't know what to say. I think eventually it crosses with it, but the path to get there, who knows? It could take years more. It's been a year away from it, so it does its own thing. It you can't analyze it from a fundamental perspective. It's technically you probably have some support where yesterday or the low was because people are looking to buy dips on anything right now. So you probably get a dip bot in this too, just for that reason. Seventy-seven fifty-eight, I think, is probably if you're looking to buy a dip. 
ignoring all the tech, or ignoring all fundamentals, just looking at technicals and looking at the overall picture, the dip probably gets bought. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just going to just make a general comment on this. And, uh, and, it, and you could do it just not only with, uh, with GME, but I could just think of how many stocks, uh, DraftKings, uh, where there's big, there's big offerings and there's, uh, big secondaries or, or a big sale of stock, right? And for DraftKings, I believe that was around 55 or 60. They jammed an offering down people's throat. Didn't they sell? Didn't the company itself sell a chunk at two hundred? Wasn't that like a big deal for a while? Am I, I wrong? I yeah, no, yeah. So, you know, when the companies do something like that, to me, that's a you know, that's a sign. And then I'm looking at uh, one of the monthly highs here was uh, two hundred point eleven. So, when big company, you know, when the company and look at uh, you know our buddy Adam Aaron, you know, look, look you know. Went to 70 and at 28, 29, he went cha-ching. So oh. just with these kind of things, he's, you know. He's honestly screwed his shareholders, you know, talking about, you know, I, I have no respect for Adam Aaron whatsoever. From what he talks to the no-pants incident to just all over the place, buying a gold miner and saying, we're sticking with you, we're sticking with you. And then, he, well, I have to retire. So he sells like over half of his holdings. Into was that, it half or was it more? Money. It was even more, maybe. I thought he was out. I have zero respect for Adam Aaron. For those who don't know what the no pants incident is referring to, he was giving an interview. Uh, oh no, he, I think he was on. He was on Reddit. He was doing a a video. I think he, it wasn't on TV. I think he was on. He was on YouTube or on Reddit or somewhere. But he was doing a live stream, and he knocked his camera down <laughs> with his hand, and the camera for like a second. It was real fast. And it revealed that he wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> so, uh, I always it, wear it pants. I may, wear, I may wear shorts in the summer or, you know, yeah. pajama pants, but or tuxedo pants for, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what we always do. Right. We have a dress code on the show. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's t shirts. Oh, did, uh, uh, no, I'm not going to go there. I saw something on Twitter. Where's okay. Anne Murray? She's Where's here. Anne? She's here. She's we, always well dressed. We, we we didn't get to talk about the the rebalance yet. We'll do that after Anne Marie. But let's get Anne Marie banned on the show right now from the trainingbook.com. One of our uh favorites, always. Uh long time friend of the show. Anne Marie, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We are gentlemen. Good. We're good, I guess. We're good, right? Guys? You are gentlemen. <laughs> Joel's always a gentleman. Me, so I'm not so sure about gentlemen. in front in front of the camera, certainly. All gentlemen. <laughs> well, well, I, I promise you that we're all wearing pants. <laughs> so, uh, we can't promise. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew. Speak I knew for that. yourself, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the office. I can just see wearing pants. Uh, all right, Anne Marie. We were talking earlier about uh, three day rally. Are we? Is it time for the Bears to throw in the towel? What is your what is your take on this week? So the question is, what's causing the rally, right? What, what mm-hmm. is making buyers go in and say, you know what, I'm I'm just going to buy. So what we have is the specter of doom that sits. Uh, through all the social media streams, you know, even some of us that are pretty even keeled and not a ton really bothers us, even though we say that it nothing bothers us or we might get a little bit comic snarky. 
I think it's weighing on people. And so when markets start to bounce, everybody who's in this doom and gloom event says, oh, here's my chance to short. Well, what's really end up happening, I suspect, because of what the volume is looking like, is that we are watching a buying to cover that puts us into a space where we really are looking at charts where people are getting out and not hmm. uh, entering the market. They're actually leaving the market from the perspective of, well, what's happening in uh, the broad indices. On top of that, there might be a hedging event occurring on certain spaces when people are saying, you know, everything else is going downwards, but I have my broad indices here. And if it, they're starting to bounce with the things that I have that have been in the trash heap that are starting to bounce, I'm going to double up on my indices so that I can hedge an upside drift. So what's the point of that? I think we're in a bear formation. What makes the market unhappy? It's uncertainty. Do we have any resolution around supply chain? No, we do not. Do we have any resolution around Ukraine? No, we do not. Do we have any resolution around the state of oil? Uh, no, we do not. Do we have any resolution around anything? No, we do not. And so what's happening here is folks trying to make hay while the sun shines. And so that would be, hey, let's buy a bounce and let's keep buying it until it crashes into the 50 or it crashes into the 30 on some big chart. So if you want to pop up something like, let's say SPY, um, as opposed to the ES, I don't know which which folks in our audience might be better to look at. I think the SPY. Yeah. So yeah. let's look at a SPY weekly. And if okay. you want to pop up a 50, simple moving average, you're going to see that we're jamming right up into that. And you're also going to look at that and go, you know, the last time I actually closed above this particular price point uh, was the week of the 24th in January, right? That's the last time I closed above this 440, 441 area. And so buyers have everything at stake today, everything. They're like, hey, listen, you know what? This is an upward trending 50. The rule of thumb, for those of us that are uh, come to these shows to learn, the rule of thumb is if you have an upward sloping moving average and it breaks down into that average, it becomes a buying opportunity provided the floor does not get broken. And so you're going to look at a risk that really is 25 points wide in the SPY right now and say, okay, it's a do or die for these guys. And so the buyers are sitting there. The sellers, on the other hand, are really sitting in the power of trend. So what does that mean right now? To me, the tight moving averages, the 20, the 10, uh, all of those from a weekly perspective, they're all sloping down. The 30 is even sloping down. And so this means that the power of trend is still sitting with the sellers. So if we're going to recover, we're going to slosh here. And sloshing is very likely, from a broad market perspective, particularly 
because we have all this uncertainty, right? Now, uncertainty normally makes us go down. But as Dennis said just a bit ago, hey, we've got people buying on the dip all the time. And even if we go to those great, hey, oil is doing great. Uh, commodities are doing great. Take a look at a DB, DBA or uh, a GDX or USO. All of them have followed a savage up and down. And so what I believe traders are is a little shell-shocked. And that's kind of the big, they're shell-shocked about, holy cow, I thought it was going up and then it, it faded on me. And I thought it was going down and then it bounced on me. Okay, I don't even know what to do. So I'm going to pull out. And you're actually seeing that from very big traders, a la the nickel environment. Let's talk about London's metal exchange. That thing is a dumpster fire. Oh Went limit that. down this morning. Uh, just, Did it really? I didn't even yeah. see that chart on that. Oh, my God. On? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it, uh, let I me don't see know. if I can find nickel. If yeah. you've got Thinkorswim, yeah, you might you might I'll be able to find nickel on there. But, you know, shenanigans there, of course. They're trying to save a very big trader from getting called on margin. They cancel a bunch of trades. Right. Then they it. reinitiate the trades and the people that were in the <laughs> trades that made money. Uh, those trades were evaporated. People yeah, that lost money. <laughs> the shirts is funny in itself. Imagine if you've got cash there. You are wearing a diaper right now. It's just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not a bad idea. It's just <laughs> horrific. Especially because, you know, there's so much leverage in that market. And now they're thinking about, you know, we got to sell this. Just parse it up and get rid of it. And then we've got the VXX, that ETN going bad, the OIL ETN going bad. Listen, we've got seismic ripples. Remember, I don't know, a couple years ago, we were on the show. It was like November, December. I was like, hey... You know, things are looking kind of mm, right here. We're getting all these little ripples. We just got to trim out. All our moving averages have turned flat. We had no idea why. January came around. COVID hit us, and then we hit the skids in February that lasted, what, six, eight weeks, and then we're off to the races. And we're still looking at people buying the dip because of the hedging environment, because of them moving out of private equity into something a little more liquid because of them moving out of the bonds space because yields are going to rise that the whole thing is just it's a Gordian knot and so if anybody says hey I know what's going on you know it's snake oil well look what we're uh, first of all people were uh, you mentioned the term uh, you know slosh and yeah. um, I mean this hasn't been slosh this has been this move up from 4100 has been you know is up except yeah. if you look at it in comparison to last week if you look at a weekly chart here's the thing from those very fast moves we know people are usually running out of a trade when the moves run really fast like that for a good trade to hold it's more grinding and yes it feels very fast 
But if you slip back into the weekly chart, which is why I brought us there in the first place, sort of bringing us back to center, we can see last week and the week before last week, we've literally not moved. Literally not moved. If we look one, two, three, four, five weeks ago, we literally have not moved. And so this space feels very erratic because we're sitting in it going, wait a second, he he just said he was raising rates and now the market's lifting. What is going on? When you look at it from a from a weekly perspective, okay, yeah. and you mm-hmm. and you don't and you you forget about everything else that's going on. Yeah. You look at this chart right here. What I have up, yeah. I have the weekly. Uh-huh. And it's very I mean, you are on the precipice of another major move higher. I mean, you've come up, you've come off a low. These are weekly lows. That's a double week, you know, bottom weekly low. This is another weekly low, right? So to me, and we got to that resistance yesterday, we haven't taken back half of this move. So if you're looking at it, you know, just, you know, technically, I mean, you can, I, I keep thinking the market should go down, like all these things, but it, but it doesn't. And right. so, you know, you, you can't, you can have, why? All the, bear, uh, why? Yeah. I, I mean, well, I think one thing that I was going to ask you about what, what do we have going on today and what do we've had going on, you know, this week, especially today, you know, the quad witch. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, you know, is often major turning points in the market. You know, these, these major expirations. Yeah. And then Mark also talks about these, uh, these gamma wines and everything yeah. like that. And so that's, that's adding the volatility, but you know, it, it's higher than we were last week. Um, I'm just going to look at the expert. I mean, I'm sure we're going to have a you know up and down day and, you know, mark that close, you know, where we're at, uh, today's close in the June futures. And then I'll use that, you know, as a bogey, but I've, I've, like yeah. so many times I've seen these kind of formations and I'm like, what a perfect place to short the living daylights out of the market. And you know what? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work out. You're, it doesn't you work are out. absolutely correct. So the flip side of that would be, let's say we move a leg higher. What does the market have to do to tell us that we're wrong? If we go, you know what? It's going to close above this 442 today and I'm going long into next week. Fairly valid. Elliott Wave guys have said, hey, listen, the March 25th area is this region that we could easily see uh, the high for um, the year. They're talking all kinds of things, all kinds of folks talking about new highs potentially on the horizon. So let's say that's the premise and we get into the market and we go long. Where do we say I'm wrong? And I think this is the challenge for the trader. That's my question to you. <laughs> right. So so here is the thing. All night long, we've been trying to battle the open of March. And the open of March in SPY has been somewhere around 435. Right? If we close above that level, it means that we had sort of a break even on this week. And we fought a battle to hold March so far. And so we're going to try and push it higher. 
So nothing wrong with saying, you know what, if it pulls back into 435 today, I'm going to buy the SPY. The stop from a wide angle perspective is going to be somewhere around 430 to 431. That ought to be plenty enough. If it loses that edge, I, I mean, to me, it's, it's weak. So that's what I would say. You don't want to lose 430 if you're right. Now, where are you going to take your first edge of profit? Let's say you're right. We're going to run it down. We're going to say, hey, if it pulls back 435, I'm going to buy it. My stop is 430. I'm going to look at this and then I'm going to go, all right, I'm going to buy it. Where are you going to take some profit? And my supposition is always, listen, if you are underneath a, a downward sloping moving average on a weekly formation, you're going to run into trouble at the first sign of resistance. And that number looks like 450 to me, 450, 452. So even if you're right, this is not a buy and hold formation. It's a space where you go, you know what? I'm going to buy at 452. And if it comes back and it holds my 440, then I can move my stop to 435, add a little more and Bob's your uncle. I keep riding it higher until the next line in the sand, which looks like 460. You're going to have to walk this up. And in my mind, the candles show clearly that that is the best thing to do because they are retracing each other so dramatically. All right. Anne-Marie Band, you can find her uh, on Twitter. Her Twitter is in the description of this video. Uh, her site is thetradingbook.com. Anne-Marie, it is always a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. All right. Uh, before we go to ticker time here, I want to talk about this rebalance. We're going to get. To yeah, that. just we got um, this Fed head speaking here. Is this Waller? This Joker? Oh, on, uh... I don't know. The Fed quiet period's over, so now they're yeah. now they all get to go out and they, they get to go to the economic clubs and the cable networks, and they get to say what they think, and and it's going to move headlines, create headlines, and just be a bunch of noise. But we're, um, getting, we're getting some crazy movement in the futures off that Waller. Rates should be much higher than they are, is what he's saying. Right what now. I don't understand, though, is it was Bullard was the only person that voted to not raise rates a quarter point. He voted to raise rates a half point. So there was consensus on the quarter point hike. There obviously is not as much consensus on where we end up, where the end game is, where's the end of the line here. That's to be expected. That's to be expected. Of course, they're not going to agree on how high to go, uh, where we should be 12, 24 months from now. Okay. It's just noise to me, honestly. It's all noise. Um, I want to talk about this rebalance today because that combined with options expiration is what could create for some extra volatility into yeah. close. Uh, so what I'm talking about is the, the NASDAQ and the S&P indexes. So S&P 500, NASDAQ 100. Uh, once a year, they add and delete names, right? That's not what today is. Today is a quarterly rebalance. So because these indexes are market cap weighted, right? The, 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 weighted, the weightings in the index are based on how large the companies are, right? What is their market cap? Um Things change over the course of a quarter. So every single quarter, they have to rebalance those funds and adjust the weightings based on what happened during the quarter. So that rebalance is going to happen uh, at basically at the close today. Uh, and so all the funds that track these indexes, and there are a lot of them because we're talking about the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ 100, two of the largest uh 
two of the most followed indexes with the largest ETFs behind them and mutual funds too. Um, there's a lot of money pegged to these two indexes. So there's going to be a lot of forced buying and selling today at the close um, as it pertains to these imbalances uh, or these, these rebalances. I'm going to put a link in the chat now uh, from Mark Lehman on Twitter, who was kind enough to tweet yesterday uh, what the net buying and selling effect is expected to be uh in the in in these indexes uh but just to run through the list here basically and let me put that yeah can we show the list you put that in the chat right now yeah i, I will bring it up yeah it's probably better if i just bring it up on show the her on the screen yeah i'm gonna bring it up on the screen right now so y'all can actually see uh thank you to uh Mar- at mark flow chatter who's a great follow on twitter yeah he's good um, so anyway this is the this is from the the, the s&p rebalance today okay the S&P 500, this is what the expected forced buying is going to be. Essentially, all you need to understand here is like stocks like IRT, Verizon, SWN, uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines are being they're, they're seeing their weightings increase. All yeah. these all these stocks here are seeing their weightings increase. Right. Uh, so there's going to be some forced buying today into the close. Right. And again, I, I, I just put the link here in the chat. Um, and then where was the other one? Uh, yeah, the, the, the NASDAQ rebalance. Right. This is for the NASDAQ. So the top group here is going to see some forced buying AMC, Pinduoduo. That's weird. Airbnb. Uh, and then some forced selling for JD, NetEase, Cisco, Apple, Facebook. Um, it's all, it's all this means really is kind of just have these names on your radar mm-hmm. into the close today they could be unusually volatile yeah and you know the old days 20 years ago you'd be like oh yeah these are going to go down on the close these are going to go up on the close the sells are going to go down the buys are going to go up and it was like clockwork it's not the way anymore because everybody has this information everywhere so what happens is sometimes these trades get crowded and what that means is, is other trades that are anticipating that they have to buy on the close, they buy ahead of it. And sometimes it gets to a, a point where there's actually more traders that have bought ahead of it that want to sell into it than the actual buy imbalance would have. And it actually goes the other way. So just because, you know, you see a buy, you know, that there's going to be a, a buy imbalance on the stock doesn't necessarily mean that the stock is going to gap higher. Yes. And you, Dennis, you kind of like to let everyone kind of slug it out and then whatever the reaction is, like if there's yeah. whatever, because sometimes a sell imbalance in the stock. I mean, it's, yeah. It, I, yeah, I've always been a, the way I've played them and I play these all the time and I play it on the open and I play the imbalances and we want to talk about imbalances right now. There's a pile of buy imbalances yep. here, you know, and that's held the market up pretty well this morning. They've gotten smaller at eight o'clock. We came out. There's real big buy imbalances across the board. It's option expiration. They're still buying balances, but they're starting to pair off a bit. So they're not as big as they once were, but they're still up. So that's been putting upward pressure on the SPY. And we've been kind of drifting higher since the eight o'clock numbers. But what's happened here is Waller has talked. Now you've got headline risk and the SPY just got smacked because, you know, down, you know, about a, you know 10, 10 handles because the guy on TV is talking about, you know, the rates should be a lot higher than they currently are. All right, so market headline, which is really you know new that. information. I mean, uh, <laughs> totally, really, <I> mean, <laughs> and that's drill sarcasm. Totally new information. All right, uh, breaking let's, news. Let's Christopher go Waller. do some ticker time here. Hey. Here's one. I think I meant. To, I don't. Hey, I, hey, I don't, I don't think. I don't think I brought this up yesterday. I think I meant to though. Uh, so thanks for doing it again, X Trader. He asked about Mosaic M O S. 
I don't think I mentioned this, uh, but I did see it in the chat yesterday, and I don't think we got to it. Mosaic, MOS here. It's been on a big run in the last couple of months. Um, X Trader wants y'all's thoughts. I have a position on it. I can't talk it. What? What are the odds? Trading position. What are the, what odds? Are the odds? I have an overnight position on it, so I'm going to be trading this at the open. It's stuff that So I'll talk my long-term investment portfolio, even the swing trade. Stuff that I'm going to trade, I don't talk. This is so a stuff, most, stuff that I intend to trade today. Most I don't. Random. I try not to talk that stuff. Most random stock. All right. I know. No, it's not. I mean, it, it, right. it pops in its filter or something. Right. Um, I, I think I, you know one of the things is agricultural inputs have been moving, so it's not just MOS. True. I mean, yeah, yes, it's not just MOS. It's the whole ag sector. That's 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 correct. Uh, I, I like, I think that's a pretty easy chart, uh, for me because, you know, you got a little overdone at 65, right? Close to 65. And then you got whooped up a little bit with the market digested, found a support in, and now it's, it's got back. It's actually got back half of that move. So it, it closed over 60. So the bull case for me would be, yeah, it's down 34 cents. You just hang here for a couple days. You don't take out this low at 58.35. You hang, you catch a bid, and you go back up and test. Uh, next level would be 63.44, and then uh, I don't know if that's an all-time high. What I'd be hesitant about is if you know if you just hung out here. I mean, this is actually a double top right now, so I love 61. Let's call it 61 and a quarter. So best case scenario, because I'm, I'm sure people are long and they want to know what they're long, just hang out here for a couple days. Put a couple more lows in here, and then boom, turn turn up and take out sixty five. Wilson Gonzalez asked why Nielsen hasn't squeezed yet in LSM because there's a takeover offer that's reportedly on the table for fifteen billion dollars, and so that's where it's basically where it's gone to, right? It's it's not going to yeah. squeeze if there's a rumored takeover on the table. By the way, I got a uh, a letter in the mail uh, on Tuesday, uh, I think, from Nielsen uh, b- trying to bribe me. With two dollars, two one dollar bills to participate in. Uh, Are you allowed to mail money? I thought you can't mail cash. Yeah, you can mail cash. I think. Well, they did it, um, mm-hmm. and they mailed it to me. And they're trying to bribe me with two whole dollars to participate in in their in their rating system. No thanks. But anyway, um, yeah, it was an actual letter in the in the mail. Two. What are you gonna do with your two dollars? Well, I took one. And Ariel gets the other, and uh, oh, it's uh, we're gonna spend it all in one place. Uh, okay, so let's go back to the chat here. Oh, it's nine o'clock. Wow, time flies when you're having clock on a Friday uh, so expiration. The regular let's, traders, let's bring on Money Mitch. Uh, he's gonna run through his watch list for the next few minutes while Joe goes over, over to premarketprep.com. Dennis yeah. does whatever, whatever. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do my thing. So, right now, just Closing up thoughts here is we do have some buy bounces, but they're getting smaller. So if they get all paired off, you know, maybe it's going to go the other way, but it's been very consistent. Haven't been too volatile this morning. Seeing oil weak. Oil was very strong earlier. It's turned. It's gone red. Actually, oil's gone back to green here. So it's just chopping around. Probably, oh, probably with the comments there from Waller. So I don't know. It's going to be a choppy session. Expect yeah, choppy session. Let, let's hold the lows from yesterday. We don't necessarily have to bust out, you know, and, and close, I mean, close above 4,400. Then, you know, that just be, you know, set up for a strong week next week. And uh, you guys are on your own on Monday. Uh, Whoa! 
Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. You're on always Tuesday. on vacation, man. Joel yeah. always leaves us. He's always yeah. on vacation. All right, all right. Hop it over there. We'll hop it over with uh, Sean Udall, pre-market prep pause. So I'm sure he'll have a lot to say. Everyone, check you, check you later on. Joel, Joel's gonna be Joel's not gonna be on at the close today either. He's gonna leave me uh, with Mitch, but we got we got Mitch here now. Let's get Mitch on the show. I also have to hop because I have to prepare for all access our weekly show every Friday after pre market prep. Uh, Mitch, I saw your message about needing a new fan. Your computer sounds like it's going to space this morning. We'll have to get you a new fan so your computer can cool itself down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you, you notice, notice the volume's that. a little down, you'll notice why, guys. I'm bringing it down so you guys don't hear. This computer wants to launch right now. Yeah, it wants to go. It's trying to join SpaceX. You know, yeah. it's been it's been telling me that right. you know it just wants to go to the moon, wants to go to Mars. Crazy. It doesn't belong here on Earth. It does Can't not. blame them. All right, the floor is yours. Watch list. Let, let's have it. Let's do it. Let's start talking some stocks, guys. I mean, today we're going to be watching the spy. Right now, we are getting a little bit of a dip. My level to watch is 438. On the spy, you can see how we started uh, turning around from there. Uh, last yesterday, we actually got above that, went to the 440. We need to get back into that 440, I think, to stay bullish. Um, if we do crack down towards, let's say, 430s, that's where I'll st- definitely start getting bearish and looking for big shorts to kick in. Um, let's start talking about different industries you guys can be watching. I'm going to get into different looks right here. Let me put myself full screen so you guys can see these charts a little bit better. All right, so if we take a look, of course, basic materials led yesterday, and I'm going to keep watching that today. Um, Stocks in coal, of course, BTU continues to make moves, and we're going to look to see if it can hold the pullbacks of yesterday down towards, let's say, 2103s, get back above this 2235s, really holding the 2160s as a support would be a good thing, and we can get back towards, let's say, 24s. I'll keep watch on BTU. You guys can also watch CEIX. I definitely watch this one. This one had a good day yesterday. Take a look here. We're looking to get back above the 35 on CEIX. All right, let's keep going. Let's look at some other ones here. Let's take a look at oil. Oil um, oil plays here that I'd be looking at are CVX. Um, this is one that I'm in right now. Full disclosure, guys, do have a position in this one. going to be watching today. If we can hold 159s on the pullbacks, this is kind of more of a swing trade. We'll see what happens. I know a lot of people took Oxy yesterday. Oxy had a good day trying to get back up there through the 59.50s, getting up there towards the 60s today. We'll see if that can make that move. Of course, MRO also going to be on watch. Does it come back into the channel? If you can see here, we've Every time we got back into that channel, we ended up going towards the top of the channel. We'll see if we're able to get back into this zone here where this red line is. Is that to be above, let's say, 2420s today? And then MRO could get that move back up into the channel. Let's go into different area here. Uh, we could take a look, of course, at basic material and copper. Copper, of course, FCX, keep that on watch. Right now, we do have a, a stock that is gapping on up, TRQ. Um, that is causing this index to kind of push on up. But I'm going to be watching to see if the FCX can really take off, get through 50 today, and then maybe make a move up towards 55. I'm going to also, of course, keep watching chemicals. Chemicals is an area that I've been pointing out 
um, for strength. And you can see here, guys, look at the volume that's been going into the chemical game. Look how this has just been spiking up. To me, I think this has to do with inflation, but definitely keep on watch. Also, what's helping me is some indicators pointing towards the upside. You can see the MACD starting to turn back around. So that's why I'm keeping a watch on chemicals. What stocks could we be watching in chemicals? Of course, if you look at the capitalization leaders, you can start looking at APD um, and Dow, DOW. Uh, you'll look for these to kind of take on off. But I have some other ones that I'm in right now. I'm right now in ORGN. Might take profits today. This would be a 10% gain in one day. So I'm going to look to see ORGN get back on up there. Uh, but you could take a look at some other ones here too. I'll give you one more here. H-U-N, Hunts, Huntsman, uh, looking like they want to take out that 450, uh, 4050 on the upside here. We'll see if this starts running. And of course, keep your eyes on some of these chemical plays. Another area to look at, consumer defensives and farm products is what I'm trying to point out. Um, one that already has been making a move is Benson Hill. We brought this one up on Money Mitch here uh, when we created this line here. You can see there March 8th is when we started talking about this. And look where it is now. This is already up from that March 8th uh, price point to where we are now. 53% there in Benson Hill. So definitely, guys, if you guys are missing out on Money Mitch, hey, that's all I got to tell you guys. I mean, look look at the stocks, guys. The stocks themselves will definitely point it out. And just like we pointed out, X here, right here on pre-market prep two weeks ago, look how that's been running uh, since then. Um, and definitely a big move there in U.S. Steel. I think you might get a little bit of a pullback today in steel, so just be careful. Um, let me go back to uh, defensives and farm products. What are some of the other ones you can watch since Benson Hill has already taken off? APPH has already also started to look strong. That one continues to make moves. We're watching that one. I'll give you a couple more. Dole, uh, D-O-L-E here. Going to look for that one to push above 1426, get towards 15s today. A-G-R-O is another one that I'd kind of keep on watch. Look for this one to get back to 12s. And then uh, you also got Cressley. Um, which is another one that I think is setting on up for a move back above eight. And these are all farm products. All right, guys, so that's going to probably do it for the stocks that I'm going to be looking at. I will be looking at some other plays, of course, uh, maybe potentially shorting some airlines today. We'll see what happens in that game. But let me go ahead and catch up with the chat and see what you guys are taking a look at. All right, I'm going to scroll on up. What are you guys mentioning here? I see a lot of stocks being mentioned. NIO is one of the ones I'm seeing multiple times. Uh, so I definitely will touch NIO here. Let's keep going. Uh, let's check out that NIO. NIO, I think, is setting up for a major short here. Um, it's trying to get back above 19s, but I don't think it's going to make that move. I think you got multiple highs here to break on out. One attempt, two attempts, three attempts. We're going to look for one more push towards 19, maybe a little wick to build going towards 20, and then crushing down through through the 18 price point. Once we break down through 18 is where I would actually start looking for a short. I actually don't like NIO to the upside right now, especially with all the things that are going on in China. But like always, make your own investment decisions, guys. All right, let's keep going. It's a reggae day for the show, homie. Uh, unfortunately, I can't rock the reggae's here on, on pre-market prep. That's more of a live trading thing. Let's keep going. All right, uh, looks like ZW being mentioned in the chat. I don't know that one, but I'll take a look. ZW. 
All right. Uh, no, doesn't look like I, I didn't even have that ticker, so I'm just going to keep going. Uh, looks like I'm seeing some other ones being mentioned here. Uh, Airbnb is one that I'm thinking is going to slow down a little bit. has been a big move up. I would actually look for it to pull back closer towards 150s for longer term play. Uh, maybe like a swing trade there into the 150 area. You can see the 9 EMA right here. I'd look for a pullback there and then eventually getting back through these highs. But of course, if it gets to 160s today, it could be into play. Not a bad one to keep on watch. Tesla being brought up by Chris Woods. This has been trying to get back on up there towards the 900s, but also is in a longer term bearish pattern in my eyes. I think you could see a breakdown below the 850s coming into an inside day here for Tesla. Um, do I think it's a short from here? Not necessarily. I think you might just get an inside day back to the 200-day moving average. So move back towards 850s, 850-80s here to be exact. All right, CVS being mentioned in the chat. I'll take one more look at that. Looks like we got about five minutes left till I get on out of here and get you guys over to all access. All right, so CVS making a move back above 105, trying to create kind of a cup and handle pattern here. I would look for a move towards 110, but I think it's going to pull back a little bit there. Maybe even look for a move towards 105. It's not in the perfect pattern for me there's not really anything that i'm seeing really standing out so i might go towards the weekly and kind of see where we're heading there looks like we're in sideways consolidation right now you need to see a good move above 110 ftci for the solar watch list is noel vic i'm definitely watching solar right now uh solar is one of the areas that i think could really get hot and if you take a look here uh the last couple of days, we have been starting to come on up. You can see here also what big volume coming in last week. So now we're trying to take out last week's highs. Let's take a look to see if we can start taking a move in solar. What are names in here? ENPH, uh, First Solar. Uh, you got Run here. SPWR. Uh, you can take a look at MaxN, uh, Beam. Uh, I wouldn't. I would kind of leave JKS alone because it has a lot of China experience uh, uh, exposure. But to me personally, I say uh, leave JKS alone. There's another ones. There's other ones that you guys can be uh, looking at. Beam, uh, Soul. I'll be looking at today to see if it makes a move through seven. But keep your eyes on some of these solar names. All right, seeing a lot of stocks being thrown up in there. AMD. AMD is going to be one to watch with, of course, the tech game. Do we start going back on up or do we come back towards the 103s? I think you just react more um, in, in tech. I think you can't try to guess where it's going to go. You've got to kind of more be reactionary in tech. BA up in the channel again. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, BA will keep watching uh, to see if it gets back into there. Um, this I wouldn't really call this a channel. Um, you could call that a channel down here if you want to maybe call that a channel. Um, I understand where you kind of draw on that, but I, I call I, I draw it a little bit further back here on the weekly, and you kind of see this pattern, this kind of up move here. I think it needs to get back into the 200. Of course, 200 is going to be very important for it to hold. Once you get above that 200, look for a pullback towards this 194 area. And I'd be looking for uh, kind of rips and dips to get in there. All right, gold miners. Yes, keep your eyes on gold. I'll keep an eye on these. I like AU. Um, AU looking for a move back above 
25 today. We'll see if we get that move. NEM is another one, of course. Take a look at that one. We'll see how this one moves two or three sideways days. Look for a move back above 75 there. That'd be a good look. For AU, you got some sideways action. You want to see a push above 25s today. We'll see if we get that move in gold. All right, MULN, that's definitely uh, the retail trader stock of the day. I'll tell you guys, uh, there's a lot of retail traders watching this, a lot of pumpers. Uh, just be careful, guys. Uh, just want to keep an eye out on what happens with this. But as you can see, it's been gapping around. So it could come back down and fill this gap towards 181st and then take that next leg up. That's what I would be watching. And to me, what I think is important is watch the hourly charts on this MULN. And I'd be looking for pullbacks to get back towards the resistance, prior resistance, and even go closer towards the support and then recover. So somewhere in between the 197 and 163s, I'd be looking for a red to green move out of that back through the $2 price point. All right, what's going on out there, guys? I seen uh, Shervin Williams being mentioned in the chat. That's an interesting one. I'll take a look. All right, Sharon Williams trying to get back above the 250 mark. This has been retracing pretty much since uh, January. Uh, you could get a little bit of a push, but I think you're just trying to catch a falling knife here. There's no real bottom consolidation here for me to kind of go after. And if you do, you would have to hold towards very close support. Let's say 239s or 241s, but I, I just don't see much on this chart. SoFi, someone told me to buy. Well, you go ahead and you tell them to go screw off because uh, it's a little bit dangerous here to be buying SoFi. I mean, not that I'm saying it's a bad buy, but at the same time, this has been going back down and down and down and down and hasn't been showing moves towards the upside. Um, everyone kind of gets caught every time it wicks on up on the weekly. But if you take a look on the weekly, we've essentially been going down since this kind of 21 uh, break and so to me i think unless you get a hold above this line or into the 14s i would be definitely staying clear of this because i've been looking at this one and calling it since the 14s and 15s that it could potentially come back down below 10 look where we're at now we're at eights i just don't think it's something to kind of go after immediately you have to kind of wait till you see it coming back all right, any thoughts on uranium plays? Definitely keep it on watch. I'll definitely watch it. <laughs> Tell them to screw off. Yeah, I know. I, I can't blame you, Freddie, if, if you do that one. Uh, Playboy, there's an NFT project. Rabbiteers is gaining stream. Uh, Playboy and NFTs, I honestly don't think that's a play. Uh, you could get like a one-day move. One thing that happens, at least on this Playboy, is look, look at the sideways consolidation. So if you do get a move back above the resistance, let's say above 1738s, you could take a little shot on it at least you have the bottom level to go off of right multiple layers of support right there underneath it about the 1350 area but I, i'm going to stay away from this one paypal being mentioned in the chat i actually been starting to turn around a little bit on these payment stocks i'm not saying that you should short them anymore but i'm also not saying to just go long immediately i think we need to see consecutive greens there sq is another one uh, has been pushing on up, but I do think you could also get a pullback. Just be careful in these. They are trying to bottom on out, but the real question, does it kind of get roaring? Is it just kind of a trap that you've been seeing it push on up? I respect Money Mitch, but I will not support uh, Playboy. It's not Penthouse, it's Playboy. 
penthouse nor hustler. Hey, what they do to women is a travesty. Hey, power to you, Ed. Uh, let's look at Vale here. Vale being mentioned in the chat. That's a industrials, metals, and minerals type of play. Not a bad one to keep on watch, of course, in an inflationary environment. Been looking at some of these plays like Vale and LAC, some lithium plays. So take a look at some of those to see if they start moving on up today. This is not a bad one to keep on watch also. LAC, if it can come up through kind of this trend line, get on up there towards 2860s. Uh, I'll put an alert to just alert me if it starts moving. Platinum, PLG, maybe. Uh, that's the one that I've been looking at. If you're looking at platinum, uh, uranium plays also. So you can draw kind of this downtrend line. Sideways action is a good look right now, I think, on basic materials. Uh, they haven't really been breaking down. They've just been pulling on back. So let's see if we get a move through 250 today on PLG. All right, guys, it's going to do it for me. I already see it's 917. Got too excited, went too far, but hey, that's how it goes, guys. Do me the favor, smash the like if you guys enjoyed me going through not only the stocks that I like today, but also some stocks that you guys mentioned. Let's see if we can get to 500 likes before the end of the show. Up next, you guys got all access. What is all access? This is where you guys, the retail traders, get the information you guys need to be informed traders. Like always, there's always going to be companies that we don't know. And the best way to learn from them is to learn from them themselves. Learn from the stories. Check out the CEOs and, of course, other people that will be joining us. We got Spencer Israel to knock out some good questions. You guys asked some questions in the chat about these stocks. And, of course, Catch me in the chat trading there. I'll be looking at some trades like always. Hit the thumbs on up and I'll see you next time. Stay tuned, guys. We have action packed week next week. I got, uh, I'm going to have Super League Gaming. I'm going to have Desktop Metals. I'm going to have uh, some experts on Money Mitch. And stay tuned. There's so much more right here on Benzinga. See you next time, guys. Smash up that like. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.